Welcome to the Box and Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from happiness to success. From Sunderland, England to Los Angeles, California. From a lean, world-class athlete to a fat guy with cellulite on his ass. Hosted by 2008 Olympic medalist in the red corner, Tony Jeffrey. Hello and welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. On today's episode, it's something a little bit different, something I've never done before, and I'm going to do one every few episodes. I'm going to call this one Trending Topics. I'm going to talk about what's happening around the world, what's trending on Twitter, what's trending in the boxing world. Also, I'm going to do a, a question and answer where people who's on my email list, if you go to tonyjeffries.com, you can put your email in there, and you're on my email list, I will answer your questions on the podcast. And also talk about things that's been going on around LA because it's like I've said before on other podcasts, it's it's mad over here. The, the, the stuff that happens, the stuff that goes down, is is like a different world. And uh, I'm going to talk about some of them as well. And join us on this podcast. It was actually his idea to do this this podcast is uh, is Glenn Holmes. Uh, Glenn's the manager of Box and Burn Gym in Santa Monica. And uh, Glenn's here with us now. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. Uh... Just ready for this cloud to go now, then we can get some proper summer going. It's weird. I know, it's, it's, it's cloudy. Every 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 June, I've not lived here long enough, but I've lived here three years, but I don't know why it happens. Every June, they call it June gloom, where the clouds come along, and, and, you, and you think that it's not hot, but I was out there this morning with my vest on, and, and I, got, I got burnt. How old are we? That first thing we talk about is the weather. <laughs> a couple of old people... And, Having a brew, like, ooh, it's cloudy today. <laughs> I'm not talking about all the good. About, I'm just seeing about all the mad shit that happens yeah, in LA, the and then the first thing, thing cloud. the cloudy weather. Anyway, it, it's weird. So, so Glenn, people who don't know you, can obviously they can hear you an Englishman. Can you give us a little uh, description, a little bio of you, about you and what you uh, do? Yes, yeah, so I'm from Blackburn in uh, England. Um, moved out here in 2005, so I've been here for 10 years. I've uh, been married for nine and a half years. I started coming out here about 2000 when I was a teenager and then uh, just loved it. So I just kept coming back as much as I could. And then uh met my wife in like 2003. Uh, she kept coming over to England, I kept coming back, and then eventually we got married in 2005. So um, since then, uh, I've just been here kind of trying to make my way and do what I can. And then uh, met you when you moved out here and then... Got involved with the gym from the beginning, and uh, just loving being uh, doing what we're doing at the gym. It's going and good. Now Glenn is absolutely smashing it. Uh, Glenn, uh, Los Angeles is one of the, 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 it's the fitness capital of America, and I would say America, even though you see all the obesity and all that sort of stuff, it's the fitness capital of the world. It's the first yeah. place to come up with all these, to come up with all these new fitness inventions and fitness classes and fit, fitness Companies workouts and gyms and everything. Yeah, everything like that. So, and like I said, so so we're in LA, and I would say Glenn is one of the top personal trainers in in Los Angeles, which means in the world. Really, right. he's a. I know he's 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 passion and he's got all the passion, he's got all the knowledge, but. <laughs> his paychecks each week. That, that, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I'm judging of, not by your knowledge and your passion, but just 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 how how well you earn. It's just because they've got an accent. That's all it is. <laughs> if yeah. you, if, it's, it's true though. If you come out here, I think uh, if you've got an accent, you instantly stand out. People are going to listen to what you say a little bit more. But uh, you've got to be able to back it up, obviously. But um, it definitely gives you an advantage, doesn't it? It definitely does, mate. It definitely does, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're killing it, mate. So let's get on with this podcast. 
the trending topics. First thing I want to talk about, right, which is going to surprise a lot of people, is stocks. <laughs> and this, is, this is not a bottom of your boring podcast, Twitter stocks, right? So the reason I want to talk about that is because that is actually trending now on Twitter about Twitter stocks. And why I'm so interested in this compared to all the other stories that's trending is I've had a little bit of money in the bank, not rich by no means, but I've, I've wanted to put some money in stocks for, for, for a long time. And uh, I want to put some in, in something that's solid because the bank now you're getting like 0.1% interest, which is bullshit on your savings. So I, I took five grand out of the bank the other day and I put it in an E-Trade account, which is to put in stocks and shares. And I've never done anything like this before. I've never even researched it, never looked at it. So I thought, let's <laughs> let's let's put it in a in a in a big company that's not going to go down. That I'm not going to lose money. Something solid. And why why I'm doing this? I'm, I'm playing on Twitter. So I thought, let let let's invest in Twitter. So I put f- five grand, uh, five thousand dollars in in Twitter. That's all the money I'm putting in. I thought I'm going to put it in there. I've got to, it's got to go up five percent at least in, in a year, or whatever you know. So I put it in Twitter. Next day, mate, the very next day, <laughs> the fucking CEO of Twitter leaves, the stocks drop. I'm like, what's the chances Got of it. that? Great way. Good. Well, it's like I was saying to you before, it's not going to go anywhere. I know. It's just, it's just a little dip. I lost, I lost five hundred dollars in in like in a day by putting these in there by going to something that I thought was solid. So obviously I don't know my research. Here's a tip: next time you invest in something, make sure you do your research first. I'm big time. But then now I've, I've looked at it after, and it's looking like Google and Apple are interested in buying Twitter. So I'm thinking if Google buys it, because Google's got the Google Plus social media now, which it's is terrible, isn't crap. It? No one uses that. But if Google buys Twitter. I mean, I think it's got the, 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 the chance to go even bigger and the value will go even up. So, I mean, five grand may turn into five and a half. <laughs> I think, well, I think that's the best thing that could happen to Twitter. If Google buy it, it makes it relevant for, like, the whole uh, internet, you know what I mean, for, like, SEO and stuff like that. I don't know, we're getting yeah. technical now, but... Yeah, we're getting technical uh, with that. But I think that would be a good thing for I, Twitter. I really wish Google would buy it and then everyone with Gmail's account, Gmail accounts might get it and they might make it easier or whatever, but... Uh, so, Mr. Google, if you listen to this, buy it, mate. Buy it. I, I can't be, I can't be losing all this, all this money. Just speaking of uh, Twitter for a minute, uh, I, I, I like Periscope a lot. I don't know if anyone knows about Periscope. I've seen probably more English people using it than American people so far. Right. I don't know about you, but uh, Twitter on Periscope now, don't they? Yeah. So I think that's now that your money's in. If you put your money into Twitter. Now they've got that periscope. I think periscopes are going to get bigger and bigger, and I think that's a, that's a good. Well, thing. if periscope if periscope blows up, so if no one knows what periscope is, it's a it's an app where it's live streaming. So I've just done one before we started where I, I post a video of me and Glenn where it's it's my phone's like live streaming of, of us doing what we're doing. But that's the kind of thing as well. I think for for celebrities. So I, I don't know if if you if you're not very big or popular like who the hell wants to watch it but that's what Twitter was like at the beginning when Twitter first started that's true I used to think what's the point of this if I'm if no one knows who I am what's the point of me even having it but it was good to just to see you could use it as basically like a newspaper just to see what was going on yeah that's true so it's kind of like that but video isn't it I seen a a a picture on Twitter the other week what's that bloke called we're both following both like you've just mentioned Uh, Val uh, Ashafar Val Ashafar whatever yeah and he he posted a picture of the the media in the future and it was a woman Mm. with a microphone 
with an a iPhone in a selfie stick recording herself. And, and he said, this is going to be the future of, uh, of like, news reporters yeah, and all that. Broadcasting. Broadcasting. Yeah. So she's there by herself with a selfie stick, <laughs> you know, in, in the street doing I just that. want to uh, let everyone know that uh, Tony does own a selfie stick. <laughs> I do. When I went to Hawaii, I bought a selfie stick. So, I mean, it's better than asking people to take pictures. But... Uh, in fact, I bought two for some reason. When I was in Rome, it was just every street corner, selfie stick, selfie stick. I just throwing them down, <laughs> shoving them down your throat. I remember when I when I first seen them, I thought, well, who, who, who buy a selfie yeah. stick? Now every, everyone's got them. You walk down Venice Beach and it's just full of selfie sticks. Yeah, as soon as I saw a selfie stick, for anyone who's got one of them, he's a knobhead. <laughs> and then I come back and you're like, I've got a selfie stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a knobhead. <laughs> right, so let's get on to the uh, next thing. So, yeah... The trending topics, I mean, let's talk about boxing for a little bit. We've got a huge fight coming up this weekend for Paul Smith, who, and a lot of people listen to that podcast, uh, my last podcast, which went really well. Paul Smith is fighting Andre Ward on Saturday. Yeah. Me and Glenn, we're going up there with our wives. Uh, we're going to go up there and support Paul. What do you think of this fight? Um, I think it's a massive opportunity for Paul Smith, but... Um it's a big underdog, isn't he? It's just Im- impossible. What's Andre? Andre Ward hasn't lost for what since he was about twelve or something. Yeah, it's oh, a tough ask, but uh, I, I hope he just gives a good account of himself. And I mean, you, know, you never know. Yeah. So obviously, Andre Ward, one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. He's not fought for some time now. I think it's about two years. That's his biggest chance. <clears throat> is the fact that Ward hasn't been active. Yeah. Last night, Kian Velasquez fought. Uh, Fabricio Vadum, you've got no idea who they are. No, right? I don't really follow UFC. <laughs> so that's the heavyweight title. Kim Velasquez is the the heavyweight champion. He's an absolute beast. Just destroys everyone. He's lost a couple of times, but he destroyed everyone since then. He beat the guy who beat him, uh, and he fought Vadum. Kim Velasquez has been out of action for two years with injuries or, or whatever. Ring rusty. Fought last night. Got stopped in two rounds off mm. off Vadum, who's been an active fighter. Yeah. Fighting at a high level, Paul Smith's been an active fighter, uh, fighting at a high level. So you know that obviously he's the underdog because of Andre Ward's pedigree. But you know, I, I really give him a chance because this activity, active fighting. I like thinking about Arthur Abraham in this thing as well because um, I think people are just writing him off from the beginning. But you forget Andre Ward fought Arthur Abraham. Obviously, you beat him, uh, pretty comfortable, and uh, Paul Smith drew, and then. Or did he lose the first one? And and then he lost the second one, didn't he? Yeah, he got ripped off the first yeah. one. Um, but, the, you know, the, there's not a massive difference between... like I mean, it's not like Andre Ward went in there and just like, completely smashed Arthur Abraham and then Paul Smith got absolutely smashed by Arthur Abraham. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, he's obviously capable of mixing it at that level, so it's just, it's just going to be interesting to see how he deals with him. It'll be, it I is. think it'll be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. And I just hope everyone, and I'm sure there will be all the British public and every, everyone will get behind Paul because... If you, if you heard the last podcast with Ramon, you, you see what, what sort of bloke he is. He's, he's, he's sound and he's just a, such a good ambassador for, for boxing, British boxing. He's just such a, a good bloke and we, we're a great family as well. So I'm wishing him all the best in the yeah. world. Just speaking of the heavyweights as well, uh, did you see Wilder last night as well? Everyone expected him to blow this guy out in a couple of rounds. Chubby Mexican, tough, tough Mexican from Texas. And uh, he's a school teacher as well. Who the guy for? The Mexican school teacher. Really? Yeah. 
and um, Wilder struggled with him. He, he knocked him down, I think, three or four times. But tough, tough bastard kept getting up and uh, rocked Wilder a couple of times. Really? Yeah, and then Wilder stopped him in the ninth, I think. And uh, just a general response on Instagram, Twitter, all that is Wilder stopped him. But he got wobbled by a school teacher, <laughs> and then I just seen today that David Price come out and said that he wasn't impressed by Wilder as well. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, see what happens. And if anyone doesn't know who Deontay Wilder is, uh, he's American heavyweight world champion now. He's had thirty-four fights, thirty-three knockouts. Most of them's been early in the first few rounds as well. He won a bronze medal in the Beijing Olympics, same time as me. Same time as David Price as well, so oh, that, yeah. that, that's, a, uh, that's a huge fight. So them two won the podium together, they got the both got the bronze medals. So how, how does that work then? That they were both fighting at heavyweight, but they both got bronze? So in the Olympics, you, you get you get one gold, one silver and two bronze, because the, the, the two bronze, one of them fought the gold medalist and lost to the gold medalist, and one of them fought the silver medalist and oh, lost okay. to the silver medalist. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I think what they might used to do where the two bronze medalists both fight off and... Uh, and then get the truth number three in the world. But I'm so glad that doesn't happen. Because yeah. the bloke who got the bronze in the Olympics for our foot, he already beat me, a little yeah. southpaw. Uh, so that, that's how it works. So Deontay uh, Wilder got the bronze, David Price got the bronze. So that's a huge fight. And this is another trending topic that I've got wrote down to, to talk about is the, the heavyweight division at the moment in boxing, especially British boxing, is booming, absolutely booming. It's weird how it was uh, terrible for so long. And then it's just kicked into action, hasn't it? Over it's really has. And uh, then we've got, because we've got Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua, who was an Olympic champion for Great Britain, who's destroying everyone put in front of him. He's just knocked out Kevin Johnson. He's doing what um, Wilder's done over here. He's like England's Wilder, really, isn't he? Just, just, just touching people and they're going. He is, but he's, do, he's do also doing what David Price done as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For, for his yeah. first yeah. bunch of fights until, yeah. he, until he had them two fights where he, like, he never won. And then, uh, yeah, he just stopped Kevin Johnson, which I was so shocked at him doing. Well, I wasn't so shocked. Kevin Johnson's an old man. He's, he's never been stopped, though, he's, he? he's never been stopped, and he's fought the likes of Chisora, mm. Fury, even Klitschko. He's got a distance with him. And then, then Anthony Joshua beat the shit out of him in one round, and then went to the next round and stopped him in the second round. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's just making it more interesting as well. And David Price fighting for a European title, his next fight. He's fighting someone called... Erican Tepper, Tepper or something, uh, who's this guy's? He's only had fourteen p- fights, but he's knocked out Martin Rogan in one round, Matt Skelton in one round. Uh, Where's he from? CC is German, so that's a big fight for Pricey, um, and it's a dangerous fight. But Pricey can do that and become European heavyweight champion. That really puts him up there in the rankings. Yeah. Then we've got another British fighter, Tyson Fury, who's. He's got Klitschko next, hasn't he? They're Famous talking about Klitschko. Video. There's rumours that he's going to fight Klitschko in England, which will be massive, absolutely massive. If we can get an English heavyweight in Tyson Fury to I'd fight Klitschko. That. I'd love it. I think he can do it as well. If Klitschko weren't that good last oh, time. I don't know about he can do it. Like I think I don't, I don't know about that, but I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great fight. I think the experience... If anyone's improved... Because I, I, I used to think he was just terrible... Ten fights ago, he was just oh, like, wow, how's this guy? Tyson Fury. Yeah. And then, uh, he, I don't know, he just looks really good. I think he's, he's class now. But um, just every uh, worldwide, the whole... you got Wilder's going to fight Povetkin next, I think. That's a good that's fight. His, that's his mandatory, which is going to be a quality fight. Povetkin smashed that Mike Perez a couple of weeks ago, which was a good fight. 
Um, so Povetkin Wild is a great fight, and then you got Klitschko uh, Fury possibly happening. So the mix of them four with Price and Joshua, um, that guy who's with um, Hatton as well, the Australian guy. What's he called? Big Daddy Lucas Brown. <laughs> Him, yeah. He's undefeated as well, 22 fights. Yeah, is. so the, the heavyweight division's really good. And I, th- I don't know if, it, if that's what it, it it's need, needs to, to for boxing to be on fire again, because people always talk about the heavyweights, but nah, it's not about the heavyweights. I mean, boxing is doing great at, at, at the moment with, with everything else. The um, the thing that I want to mention about the heavyweights, though, I think the reason it's it's got better again is because that during that lull when it wasn't great and the Klitschko's were just dominating, um, they were the only two athletic fighters who would, at the heavyweight division would show up in shape and look ripped and strong, and they were just fighting like fat fat fellas, really, weren't they? Yeah. I think now now there's popped up a handful of like really athletic fighters who are, have got power and they're athletic and they're taking it serious and they're showing up in shape and they're, they're pure athletes and yeah. that's what's making it interesting and competitive again. I've seen a thing the other day posted on Twitter or, or Facebook where David here has been calling Anthony Joshua which is ridiculous, mate. Get off the bandwagon, you know what I mean? I like David here but that way, mate, fucking at least fight, do something. Yeah. You can't You can't be unactive, unactive the way he has been and then... Yeah. Retire, then come back, then retire with injury, and then come back, and then and then start calling like prosper. It's it's it's, it's disrespectful, you know. I, if, at least if you had one fight, and then he come back and say, right, I'm ready for Joshua. Yeah. But but I think it's disrespectful trying to get yourself in the public eye. And one thing I, I like about Anthony Joshua is he's kind of got no frills, but he has. Mm. Like like outside the the ring, he's he, he's kind of st- st- boring. Isn't he? He's he's kind of boring, but like in a good way, like. Like he's he's always po- posting positive quotes and he's always yeah. he's decent on social networking and uh, and and that and he's posting pictures all the time. So I think I like him because of that. But he's got no frills and he's just doing the damage. It'll be interesting once he steps up to like world level. Um, how, if he gets a mega fight, how well he can sell it, like weigh in and all the shit talking that goes on and just yeah. how much he can build up a fight. Outside of the ring, that'll be. Uh, I don't think he can do it. I don't think he can do it because that Kevin Johnson tried to build up a fight and he just wasn't interested in it. Yeah, he did. Didn't uh, he? he doesn't give a shit. He's he's, he's doing his talking in the ring, mm-hmm. which uh, I normally really don't like. But with him, I mean, he's. he's I think with the, the, the level he's at and the experience level he's at, that's what he's just got to do. And I think that the the other stuff might come a little bit later once he's, you know, in a few fights. Yeah. Uh, regardless, this heavyweight division is uh, is booming now, and the the one person out of all them people we've named, I want to see do the best is David Price. I hope he fucking knocks them all out. So let's get on to the next topic, Mr. Glenn Holmes. This Malbec, this Malbec red wine is going down very nicely. We've just finished a bottle in eighteen minutes. No, we we had we, we, no, we had, we had a bit before that. We've had, a, we've had two glasses each. I've got a couple of mouthfuls left. Next topic is. Facebook, Facebook addiction, and is is this a, a real addiction? Is people really addicted to Facebook? What do you think? What's your thoughts on Facebook addiction? Um, or social media addiction in that, in that matter? Yeah, um, Facebook, I don't understand that. It's crap. I don't, I don't even have it. I, well, I have an account, but I don't I don't have the app. I don't use it. I don't check it. I know you post stuff on there for the gym. Yeah. Like, for, to get... You know, like new. We have a trainer group on Facebook where you post schedules and all that kind of stuff and whatever. And I'm always missing it because I don't have the app, so I have to. So you think it's crap? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. 
Um, well, you're the minority, mate, because it's got <laughs> millions. I'm of, happy with that. <laughs> it's got billions of users, and it really is. I mean, not just Facebook. You've got Instagram, Twitter. You have got Vine, the Periscope. Mm. Well, that's what, what am I missing? Snapchat. I'm yeah. just on Snapchat now. So if you're on Snapchat, you're trying to get me on that as well. I'm trying right? to get Glenn on Snapchat. I love it. I've just got it last week. Uh, Tony underscore Jeffrey. So follow me on Snapchat and see my live streams. And I'm going to do one right now as we speak. <laughs> but what was what was the thing? What was the news story about Facebook addiction? What what, what are they saying? About people getting depressed when they can't get on it. <laughs> 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 how, how mad is that? Like people want to be on it, they're, they're getting anxious and, and they just want to check it. They want to, they want to check it. But it's like every thirty-one seconds, your mind thinks. Got to check Facebook. Thinks, remember when people used to see it every seven seconds? You think about sex. But now it's like every thirty-one seconds, you think about Facebook. So people's thinking about Facebook a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, whenever I do go on it and I log in, which is very rare, my my other stuff's linked to it, so it'll get posted on there. But I rarely check in. When I do check in. I scroll through the news feed and I'm, I've got through like three or four and I'm like, like oh God, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me, so I just I just get off it straight away. I just find it boring. Yeah, I, it's yeah. just people that I, I'm I'm not really that interested in posting stuff that I'm not that interested in. <laughs> right, I don't really feel like I can learn or get anything from. Yeah, it. and for for me, it's more of an entertaining thing. I, I get entertained but if at night I can't get sleep, I go on Twitter, which is a bad thing to do, probably the worst thing to do on oh, sorry Facebook and. I follow so you, check, you check your social media before you go to sleep? Yeah. Bad, mate. It's bad because... My phone is off limits from 10 o'clock onwards. Mine needs like to it's be, but done. I'm, I can't. Like, I'm struggling with sleep. It keeps me brain That sort like of stuff. It keeps you big away. But there's loads of little videos that I follow groups and stuff that, that people post on there and they really are entertaining and, 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 and that, that's what people buy. Yeah. I, I, I read something before or heard a podcast before where people where, where it's seen... People's wants entertainment. That's what that's what they want. That's why. Uh, what, what was the, the the phrase they said? I think it was Paul Moore on his podcast. That, that's why school teachers is making let's see, thirty grand a year, and basketball players or footballers are making a million pound a year yeah. because people want entertaining. Yeah, not, and entertainment pays. Yeah, not stripped off because we want entertainment in life and. With with, with with this is this is entertainment for me. I'm I'm watching these videos of yeah. fucking horses battering dogs or whatever <laughs> they are, some stupid shit. But it's got it's got me attention, you know. And, yeah. and that's that's what you want. You want to get your attention. It's yeah. the, it's the same with. Let's put it a different way. It's the same with personal training. Who's someone going to work with? A personal trainer who's who's a boring bastard yeah. or a personal trainer who was entertaining who will make them laugh and feel good yeah exactly I, I guarantee that that there is personal trainers out there better than you better than me better than other, other like Stephen yeah but I can I because can, of our our personality never how and entertaining's not the right word but it kind of is it's personality perfect example we, we get them was, was last week me and uh, Stephen uh, from the gym went down to Orange County and done a two day course on uh, getting certified with this company called Onnit, and um, sounds boring. But go on. Yeah, so we went down there expecting to be shown like loads of innovative stuff and uh, you know high energy and come back to the gym with loads of workouts and w- different ways to do kind of stuff. But the first four hours, we stood there watching some guy talk to us about how to increase the mobility in your shoulders with zero personality. And yeah. we're just falling asleep, and then the first break comes, and the first thing we're doing is going straight in the pub, and then entertaining <laughs> ourselves. That's it. Lunch. Yeah, it's just like I'm like I could have. I felt like I could have 
delivered what he delivered way better. It was just that there was no personality, no entertainment yeah. value, and it comes back to what you're saying. If you can't deliver your knowledge with some degree of entertainment, you're not going to succeed in... in exactly, and that's... Doing. If you think about it, really, I'm just thinking about it now, in, in nearly every aspect of life that I can think of, from boxing, the most entertaining boxing, even though, um, well, that's a lie, because Floyd Mayweather is not the most entertaining boxer, but he's the highest earner. But he's managed to make himself entertaining. Exactly, yeah, money, yeah. Through his money. He's made his money the entertainment. Yeah, you know? yeah. What, what, what I've just said there is fucking bullshit. In the ring, he's entertaining, not entertaining, but outside the ring, he's entertaining, yeah. that's where he's made his money. Yeah. So if you look at that, so that, 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 that's, that's right there, just prove me wrong what I've just said. But prove me right what I'm seeing in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you look at companies like Apple, mm. competitive... Uh, Microsoft, Microsoft, exactly. Yeah, entertaining. Look at look at look at Apple's, uh, look at Apple's, the 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 marketing, how how the market things you they, they make you want to have their product before it's even out. They've got a wait list. I and quality, Microsoft quality and and um and first, and then if you can put a, a way to entertain people on top of that quality. I mean, you know, I, think, formula I think formula. I think if. I, I would kind of... I know what you're saying, but let's say if it's the other way around, if it's entertaining to get them in the door and then your quality's not that good, but you're that entertaining, you can keep them in the door. I'm talking yeah. about personal training here. I'm talking about mobile phones here. I'm talking about everything. I, I think it depends what industry you're in. Uh, you can get away with being entertaining and having a shit product in some some forms of life. Um, but I think in other forms of life, you've got to have the quality and then... First, and then the entertainment on top of that. Definitely. Yeah. So we've really drifted off, but I'm glad that we did because we've, we've covered some good little good little things there. But Facebook is addicted. So is mobile phones. So yeah. is Instagram, and that's Just, probably my um, one. Instagram. One more thing on that: when you go on your phone, do you get sidetracked easily? So, like, say, okay, you're not on your phone. You go on your phone to text somebody for something but as soon as you pick it up you get in the phone and you don't send that text you do something else yeah because you've got a notification for yeah. something else and then that leads you to somewhere else then it leads you somewhere and before you know it you've done four or five things and um, you still haven't got around to the thing that you went on the phone for in the first place <laughs> big time it's, it's funny shit tell me I'll go on the computer to go and email me, me, me granddaughter about what I've been doing 15 minutes later, I'm sitting on Facebook watching these stupid videos <laughs> of horses fucking playing with dogs. <laughs> you know? It's like, it just drags horses out. Horses playing with dogs or horses beating the shit out of dogs. <laughs> I don't even know. But it's just like a magnet. Like Facebook is, is addictive. And uh, is it a problem? Uh, is it a problem? Nah. It, I think if, if, you're, um, if you're leading a productive life and you know what you're doing and you're successful on your day-to-day existence, then do that shit as much as you want. But if you're sat at home not really doing much and not achieving anything in life and all you're doing is just sitting on Facebook watching dogs <laughs> do <laughs> weird things, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Yeah, that was a bad example. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what I think as well. I think uh, Facebook, it's an addiction, but it's an addiction for a, for entertainment reason. You're happy. Are you, are you happy when, you, when you're on Facebook? Yes, you are. Uh, so, so keep doing it. But the big thing is don't avoid the most important things which is life use, use it for, to your benefit I'd, I'd say that's the biggest you can't but you benefit people watch, losing it to entertain themselves to see what other people's doing do you know what's do you know what's funny right like 
People will come on holiday, they'll go on holiday, and then when they're on holiday, they'll check the Facebook to see what people's doing back at home. Oh, yeah. Like, wow, well, I mean, that's fucking ridiculous, but I'd do it, you know? If, if, it's, if it's making you happy, then do it, but just don't miss the important things. Like life, like your family, like yeah. me, kid. I was in, I was in uh, Hawaii <clears throat> on the beach, and this is, this is hard for me to admit. I'm in Hawaii on the, the fucking best beach in the world with me wife, and me, I think we thought it was six months old then, playing on the most beautiful beach you've ever seen. And I'm, me battery ran out of my phone, I'm anxious. Cause I, I want to, not, yeah. not, not, not so much be on Facebook, but I just want to check my phone. Yeah, if just that be makes in touch. It, just, just be in touch, yeah. right? And it's it's embarrassing to see it. And I, and I know so many people relate to me on this, and, and, and they really do. But if they admit it or not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the last, but like, it's, it's a, tr- it's a true story. Everything in balance. Like, sometimes you're gutted when your phone dies, and then sometimes I'm, I'm really relieved to just have it turned off uh, and just focus on something else for a bit. So it's balance, I think. So balance. So if you're addicted to Facebook, I mean, what's my advice is just, just, uh, just remember people around. Slow it down. You. S- slow it down. <laughs> just, just remember people around you, your family and your friends, and and don't be walking around with your family looking at your phone. Like try and put it, put it uh, to one side. I remember when I went out with dinner with, with Brendan, Brendan Shaw before, and he's he's bad. He's worse than me. He'll see he's not, and he's going to be on this podcast soon as well. He and, and he's bad on his phone and. One thing that he'd done was with Brendan and Brian Callan, who he does his podcast with, and uh, Brendan said, all right, everyone off your phones, let's put our phones in the middle of the table, whoever checks them first, whoever, whoever touches the phones, what people done it. Yeah, it's a good rule. So it's a great rule, it's a great idea. So I, that- have, a, I have a rule with Danielle as well, whenever we're out, if she pulls her phone out, mine's, mine stays in my pocket. If I pull mine out, she can't pull it. You can't be on at the same time, because that <laughs> just destroys me when I look over at another table and there's a couple, and they're both on the phones. It's just depressing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean, and I hate it. I, but like, like, why are you even out together if you're just it's going to sit well, on the well, well, why? Well, I think... If well, one's you, on the phone, because he could be having a conversation no, about something they've seen on the phone. I know what you're saying. If they're both on the phones, then they're no, not interacting. No, I know what you're saying, but it's kind of it's kind of worse what you're saying. If you think about it, if, you, if, if one's on the phone and one's not, that's terrible because it's not fair to the person. If you're both on the phone, you're doing your shit at the same time. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it's all right. But if one's on the phone and the other one's not, I mean, you're being harsh on your wife, mate. Mate, you need to see counselling. <laughs> shit. It's over now. Don't it's over. All right, let's get, let's get on the next thing. And the next part of the podcast, uh, the next section. So this is on... What's up in LA? We're going to call this What's Up in LA, shall we? That's a yeah, good name go for it, right? Yeah, yeah. What's up in LA? What's been happening in LA? Like I said, at the beginning, every, besides me training all these celebrities. Besides Glenn making, <laughs> or, training all these celebrities, making so much money. Do you know what he did? Let me tell you something, what this knobhead did the other week. This is, this is a knobhead made, what you did. He went out. So Glenn's wife, how many months pregnant is she? Uh, 20 weeks, halfway. She's halfway, she's 20 weeks. So, And like I said at the beginning, he's making decent money, right? But not this sort of money. This knobhead went out and bought a belt for two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred and fifty dollars for a belt. What sort of belt was it? Uh, Vivian Westwood. Vivian Westwood. And what does it do? What? Why is it two hundred fifty dollars? Um, it logs you onto Facebook screen. <laughs> See, you put it on there. <laughs> I mean, for two fifty, it wants to do more than that. It wants to. <laughs> I'm not going to say. So. This part of what's been happening earlier, what's been happening? So, what happened? I got my appendix to out on Thursday, Wednesday night. I got, I rushed to the hospital at midnight and got all, been on all the drugs and all that. They put us on drugs. You and enjoy it. 
scanned. <laughs> Do you know what? I thought I would have enjoyed it. I was looking forward to getting on the morphine. Yeah. They put us on the morphine and they put us on another thing called uh, Dip Dipolo or something. Delorded. Delorded, that's it. My wife's in the background saying, it's Delorded. They put us on the Delorded, which is four times stronger than morphine. And uh, I was thought it would have been good. I thought it would have been like heroin, but it was <laughs> not that good. It was not good. I made us be sick. And I got my pennies took out, and now I'm recovering. But since you've come around me and bought this nice bottle of expensive Marlboro wine, now I mean my recoveries went out the window. It's Sunday afternoon, by the way, and we're, uh, this is this is the uh, the the finisher to the recovery, isn't it? This is it, mate. This is the this is the art system school. So, I, yeah, I got me appendix out, and if anyone's had it done before, I've heard it's not as bad now as it used to be. Now it's like a, a two or three day recovery. When before it was like weeks. So I'm fine now, and I'm walking around with a sore stomach where the where they're cutting. I'm glad it got done though. What else has been happening, mate? I tell you what's been happening. Go I've got some of the best news that we've <laughs> he- well, that we've ever had yeah. uh, since my baby was born it was the most proudest moment I've ever been where our gym Boxing Burn in Santa Monica got named n- number one gym in California for men's, men's fitness magazine yeah um, you, I remember you texted me about uh, a week ago right with the screenshot yeah man um, men's fitness magazine has teamed up with Yelp and based on Yelp reviews named uh, the top 50 gyms in America and they went by state by state, and then um, we got to California, and it was uh, Box and Burn Santa Monica right there, just based off uh, Yelp reviews. So it was, felt really good to see that. Felt amazing, amazing. mate. The, the, the best, I mean, all of the hard work that we've done, that we've put into this gym for two and a half years now, for, for, for to get recognised like this, it's, it's just a different level. Yeah, it's class, because... We've, it's basically been our lives on it since since it opened. We haven't. We've all been doing it so hard. Um, we we started off on a boot camp down the beach where we're doing it for donations only. Yeah. And uh, now now this. You know? And then um, last night I was out with um, the missus. Took her out in Hollywood for a, a meal for her birthday. And uh, this, if you ever come to LA, go to Pizzeria Mozart. It's the best pizza you'll ever eat. It's I mean, re- let's stop from one of the companies on but, here. But, <laughs> yes. um, so he sat down at the table, and the guy next to me as soon as I sat down, and he turned around and he goes, "Oh, Glenn from Boxburn." I'm like, "I'm out in Hollywood getting recognised." <laughs> Absolutely buzzing because I didn't know who he was. And he's like, "Yeah, I've been to the gym a few times, and uh, I saw the Men's Health Number One Gym in California. That's amazing. Wow. You, you're blowing up and all this." And then he's his girl uh, who was with him saying she's going to come in and all this kind of stuff, and, uh, and it just makes you feel really good knowing that uh, all that hard work you've been putting in, and you just go out to Hollywood and someone rec- recognizes that, is, that you know, it kind of comes uh, into one. It's good. That is absolutely amazing. It gives us tingles down my back. Think, <laughs> thinking about, and honestly, it does. Like thinking about. Uh, that that that, that and, and where we've come from, and this is what we're talking about now. This is going to be on a whole new podcast. We're going to do this one either next week or the week after. Where I'm going to get my business partner Kevin in. Glenn, he's the manager of that gym, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll sit down and we'll talk about the gym and 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 why we really think it's. Well, maybe we could talk about it now, but I, I don't want to have Kevin here. Yeah, we can talk about why it's so successful. Why our business is the number one, is the number one fitness place in in. That's crazy. Just, I can't. It's weird just saying it. Do you know what I've just looked at before we've done this podcast? So I want to talk about this a little bit is how many gyms is in LA so I'm trying to find out how many gyms no sorry in California because we got number one in California yeah. and I looked and I couldn't find out how many is in California but I found out in, in Los Angeles alone which is a, is, is a small part of California very small part of California is over 2700 gyms and 
And on that on that thing where I looked at where that was, Boxing Burn wasn't even on that gym. So that's not even all the gyms. So yeah. there's, there's so it's probably like over three thousand gyms. Over three thousand gyms in LA, and never mind California. So I'm talking ten, fifteen thousand gyms. I'm damn that's a rough guess, but and we number one. That's ridiculous. And like I said, LA is mad. And another thing that's been happening in LA is one of our trainers, Andrew, uh, our Mexican trainer, great, great lad. Uh, he's, I think he's 22 years old now. He's been training there for over a year. I trained the producer of the movie, Ted, Jason Clark. He's produced all sorts of shit. He's, he's like one of the best producers around. And uh, I'll just put this in here now. He's, I've already recorded a podcast with him that's going to come out soon because the Ted 2 movie's coming out soon. Anyway, so Jason's going to be on the podcast, which is going to be awesome. Andrew, one of our trainers, actually got a part of Jason in the movie. and uh, He jumps out of a window, doesn't he? He knocks someone out and jumps out of a window. High oh, on, I didn't know about that. High on cocaine. I didn't know he... <laughs> oh, shit. Did you not know about that? No, I thought he just jumped out of a window. I didn't know he was high and knocked someone out. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. And I've actually already seen the movie because I'm very good friends and very close with Jason Clark, the producer, and he, and he took me to a screening. I never knew they did this bef- before movies, but what they do, they take you to a screening, you see it a couple of months before it gets released... And then at the end, they give you a survey. There's about 25 people there, the close friends and uh, and the the, the, the the people who work on the movie are all around there watching the final product. They give you a survey where you've got to be really honest and, and you give them your honest opinion about different scenes and different... What you like, what you dislike, what they should take out, what they should keep in, yep. that you, sort of thing. And you, you told them to take out the Torres bit. <laughs> and then it'll be a great movie, otherwise it's shit. <laughs> well, this was actually before Andrew was was uh, was in it, so since then they've, they've put Andrew in it, and the, and I'm going back uh, next Thursday, or next Wednesday, to watch Ted 2 again before it gets released, to give me final opinion. Oh, so it's not out? It's not out yet, so uh, it comes out soon. I've seen the promotions everywhere. There was a double-decker bus with Ted 2 all over the day driving. Yeah, I've seen it everywhere. I don't know why um, England takes about six months to get the films we get. Yeah, they come out straight away, and then England doesn't get them for another six months. I wonder why that is. You would think they would yeah. bring them out all the time. Yeah, worldwide, you think it would come out, with? Because if, if it's a shit film, England's got an answer shit film before it's, yeah, it's out, so exactly. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, so so that's it. That's what's been happening. Andrew got a part in TED 2. Andrew's not an actor. and He's, he's a personal trainer. Former. And we've got the number one gym. And we've got the number one gym, and we've got an actor from TED 2. And it's still cloudy. <laughs> so a good week. So it's a good week in Los Angeles. So let's let's get straight on. No, let's get get straight on to the next part of the podcast. And the final part of the podcast is the the, the questions. And I've got an email list, like I said at the beginning, where I send uh, monthly emails out about. I mean, my first email was on on uh, networking, how to network and, and get better from life. And then another email was on uh, what my advice would be to move to America and and and. Be successful. So if you want to get me emails, go to TonyJeffries.com, put your email address in, and you'll get these monthly emails. I've only done two so far. And also, with that one, you get an email, you can reply to the email with a question. Uh, and I've got a couple of questions here, what uh, what we're going to read out. So, And it's good, because the questions that we've got here, Glenn, you, you can relate to them as well, and you can answer them as well. So the the first question was from a guy off Twitter. It was called Jack O'Boy on Twitter. He said, who is your favourite past and present fighter from Britain and who is your favourite past and present fighter of all time? Uh, come on, mate. Come on, Past mate. and present from Britain. 
Yeah, past and present for Britain. Do you want me to go first? Shit, yeah, go on. I'll go it's first. too many to think about uh, off the top of my head, because I didn't know that question were coming, so yeah. I think... My past, and I did, my past would be Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton... From Britain, without a doubt. Yeah, from yeah. Britain. Ricky Hatton, best, not just entertainment-wise, he's a great fighter in the ring, out the ring as well, amazing, uh, such a character, and I know him personally. Uh, so, Ricky Hatton was the best past fighter, and the present fighter is a tough one, but I've got to see the present fighter is <laughs> do you know what it's a hard one that because I've got that many friends like David Price Stephen Smith Frankie Gavin yeah. James DeGale these these are the boys these are the boys that are, um, are my favourite current fighters in Britain now everyone who I've boxed with Billy Joe Saunders Kali Afai these boys are my favourite fighters in Britain and I really hope they all succeed now of all time favourite fight of all time uh, let, let, first no, let's, first let's say, have you all British now have you thought about it um, past and present Present, well, past, I'll, I'll go with you on Hatton. He's another level, isn't he? Uh, and then I love Martin Murray right now. He seems like a really nice guy. I've met him when I went to the Hatton gym. And uh, great fighter, just really down to earth. That's part of the, the thing for me, if the, what the, what they come across like outside of the boxing. Yeah. That's what sells me on him. Uh, what DeGale's just done is absolute class, so he's, he's right up there as well. Um, so yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if them two actually fight each other. Um, and then worldwide, uh, just posted an Instagram today for Sergio Martinez for me. Just retired yesterday. Easily my favourite fighter. So he's your past fighter now? Yeah, he's a past fighter now, well, uh, of all time, yeah. So who's your parent, present, best fighter? Mayweather. Mayweather. <laughs> right. So my, my, past, my past fighter was Roy Jones Jr. Best, most entertaining fighter uh, of all time. And do you know what as well? Prince Nazim Muhammad, I can't... Him as well. Oh, just, just, class, just so good to watch. So entertainment. So I loved everything about Nazim's style. His, his uh, arrogance and, and that. He was great for boxing, and, uh, and he really was. And also, my my present best fighter has got to be Triple G. I mean, he's just doing a job on everyone, man. In, in ring, yeah, big time. He's 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 mega, but he's yeah, he's in a the bit ring. boring, isn't he? It's a bit boring. I mean, apart from I mean, we, we were the entertain out the ring, but. He kills it in the ring. When we went to Vegas a uh, couple of months ago, uh, last month it was, and watched them fight. When we watched them fight Pacquiao, and we had to pay three hundred and fifty dollars to watch it in a nightclub, and the fight was boring. I mean, I didn't expect anything more of it. We've done a full podcast on this, so I don't want to go over it again. Uh, but here's the thing: like people think it's boring, but I don't think it's boring. I just, I just love sitting back and admiring his skill level. Like, yeah, it, I know it's not. He's not knocking people out. He's not getting smashed a bit. So it's not entertaining you from that what? standpoint. But for me, I'm just observing like how he moves and his footwork and how, how he just operates. It's just it's just mind blowing his skill level, and that's why he's my favourite. Because I, he's on an, on his own level. He's just an absolute genius at what I he does. Totally agree. You know, and I said he's boring, but he, he's not. You know, he's he does what he does. He's the best defensive boxer of yeah. all time. Of all time, and people see. It. Muhammad Ali or whoever they want to see it, but no, Mayweather's the best of all time, defensive boxer. So, uh, I, it's just like when we paid that $350, mate, I mean, I'm not tight with my money, but it kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, Jamie Moore call you on Twitter a, a couple of weeks ago? Oh, he calls a tight bastard. Hashtag tight as cramp. Tight as cramp. Types tight as crabs or No, why call us that? Cheeky bastard. <laughs> uh, next question of... Uh, Conlon underscore Rick this was on Twitter as well what, what what advice would you give someone who is wanting to move to America 
so, get married. <laughs> get married. <laughs> you, you're seen as if you come over here and got married just to move from here, but you never you got you come over here, you fell in love and got married. So yeah, I, I was here, bigger, I, I was here about five times before uh, I got married. It's the back best. and forth all the time. Um, well, I, I, yeah, I think getting married is going to clinch it, but um, it's just just the biggest advice I can say is what you were talking about before with your emails is, is just network. Just get out here and just uh, put yourself out there and meet as many people as you can and strike up conversations and and whatever you're here for, try and meet as many people who do that same kind of thing as you and, and just show, show people what you've got. Yeah, my, my first answer would be Go to TonyJeffries.com and put your email <laughs> in. Uh, and then come and train at Boxenburn. <laughs> no, and, and come and put it in and I'll, I'll send you an email on that advice about what I give to people from America. Because I do get asked this question probably every day or every other day about I want to come to America, how can I do it? I want a job in America. I mean, it doesn't help that I post job applications out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, go, go to my website, sign up for me emails. And honestly, what you've got to do... You've got to have balls. If you haven't got balls, I mean, don't even bother. You've got to have a bit of bottle. If you haven't got bottle to do it, you, you're and wasting your time. Drive and some ambition. Exactly. You've got if, to be, you, if you've got that, it's the best place ever. You've got to be able to work hard. And like what I said on the Paul King podcast, if you listen to Paul King, the self-made multimillionaire, he said, come here, get up every day, work hard, and good things will happen. And that's what we've been doing. Yep. I've been doing it for three years now since I moved here you've been doing it forever and then we've just been in number one gym in California that's starting to pay off yep. you know people don't do it people come to LA and expect things to happen for them when you come to LA and you do work hard and you do give it your all and you do get up early in the morning things happen and, and, and we start to reap them rewards now and uh you definitely are buying a two hundred fifty dollar belt, mate. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. That's why I came out here. It's like the day I'm, I'm, I can afford to buy a two hundred fifty dollar belt. No, then mate. That seals it. That's what you need. <laughs> that's, that's the day you need a good item, mate. <laughs> With the belt. With the belt on. So my advice, yeah, uh, you want to first of all come to America. Come check it out. See if it's, if it's right for you. I'd be surprised if it's not. Come to Los Angeles. Come to Box and Burn. Have a look. Whatever uh, trade you do, go to a. I don't know a, a bakery if you if you bake go to a painters if you paint go to wherever you want if yeah. you if, if you do that and see what it's like ask questions make your own look you know if a, you, a good example of that is um, a girl that just started working at the gym Kerry uh, she was yeah. here a couple of years ago from from Ireland and um, she was just training in the gym she'd come out here on holiday and she'd stay for two three months and she'd be in the gym all the time and she she was really passionate about boxing and fitness and all that and she's gone back home made uh, her visa happen. And uh, now she's she's working in the gym and working her ass off and and she's really passionate about it and it, sh- it shows off and she's she's getting somewhere and yeah. making something happen. And that's a long story short about Kerry because what what happened with Kerry was Kerry started when we first opened Boxing Burn she started pestering us on Facebook sending us messages me and Kevin uh, I love to come work in your gym I want to work in your gym and we were like who's this Steve Texas <laughs> a bird working in gym boxing gym nah. Keep testing us and all, and then we'll start replying. And she kept on it, kept on it, kept on it. Yeah. She got denied her application form. She spent, I think it was five grand on her application to come out and move out here. She got denied. I was like, oh, the poor girl got denied. You know? Yeah. All lines, getting on with me shit. And then she replied, uh, sent us an email saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, go against it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to con- contest it. Yeah. I, I want to come out here. It's my dream. I want to keep doing it. That's what you were saying about having balls and having drive and having drive. And She's been working her ass off an island to save this money up to, to come out here. And she done it again. I was thinking, oh, 
do you know what, Kerry? You, you're not going to... Oh, hey, if you've just been told you're not getting it, don't try again, don't waste any more money. But she got it. Now she's out here. She's working every day. I follow her on Snapchat. She's posting shit every day. She's in the gym. So I've just given her a schedule. She's working so many hours. She absolutely loves it. And yeah. she's just created her own look. She created opportunity by messaging us in the first place and then by by having the balls. She's a girl. She has no balls. But, <laughs> but by having the ball and the drive and the determination, you know, I'm so proud of her. And, and I've told her, I was talking last week in the gym, I'm going to get her on this podcast one day because what she's done is very inspirational. Great story, yeah, yeah. Great story Great very story. inspirational. And it's just the beginning for her. Yeah. And like many others, including myself, like I've just said there, I would have, probably give up after I got denied but she never she's got even more drive than me you know she, 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 she continued on and she and she done it when she got denied and it just goes to show like just keep trying keep aiming for your dreams keep going for it and good things will happen and I'm telling you this girl she's been here a few weeks this girl is going to do really good things you know she's just a normal girl from Ireland and with, with drive and determination so I mean she's great she's absolutely great so that's kind of it for this podcast, the, 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 the trending topics one. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please keep the feedback coming. What we've got coming up for you in the future, I've got a few podcasts lined up. I've got my business partner, Kevin and Glenn, coming on again for the uh, talking about the gym, California's number one gym, just how we've been so successful and how we become number one gym out of 15,000. That's a guess, but whatever, whatever you get it. Uh, another another podcast that I've coming up, but I've, I've already recorded a couple of weeks ago, is with Jason Clark, the producer of Ted Two movie. What's coming out very soon, which is going to be quality. So that podcast's coming up as well, and then we're going to continue these trending topic ones. I think they're really good. But if you please go to my website tonyjeffries.com, put your email in, uh, and then when you get the emails, you can reply. Send me any emails you like. I, re I receive them all. And with any questions that I will read on the podcast, I will read your name on the podcast. Now we're doing these trend topic ones, and we've talked about it. Also on the Twitter and the Instagram, hashtag Boxing Life Podcast. Uh, keep, keep them coming as well. A any recommendations you've got? Me and Glenn has got two podcasts come uh, not two podcasts, two two trips coming up, which you'll probably have podcasts on, with San Francisco, with Portsmouth fight next weekend, and then the weekend after, no, not the weekend after, a few uh, weeks after. A couple of weeks after, yeah, Vegas. Vegas. UFC. UFC, July 10th, uh, we both going there for that. Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor, so let me know, but let, let us know what you think about Glenn as a co-host. I do know a little bit about UFC. <laughs> let us know what you think about Glenn as a co-host. Is he boring? <laughs> Is he fun? <laughs> yeah, maybe we need That'll a be good. Yeah, get some. Give me some feedback. Give him some feedback. He's he's Instagram. He's part. He's uh, Twitter is at Glenn Holmes Elliot. Yeah, two ends. Two ends at Glenn Holmes Elliot Blackburn dot com. <laughs> what is it? Forward slash uh, genius. Two hundred fifty dollar belts. <laughs> so until next time, I will see you later. See you, Glenn. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. <laughs>